Let's pray. Most gracious Lord, we ask that in these moments you would take our minds and think through them. Lord, that you would take my lips and speak through them. That you would take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you and for one another. Lord, we need to hear your truth this very day. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to respond to the calls that you're placing on our lives even now. And we'll give you the honor and the praise and the glory for you are worthy. Amen. So in February, I began my 10th year of pastoral ministry. This is my 10th season of Lent. And in the nine seasons of Lent before this one, I preached on mortality. I, I preached on dying to self. And in this Lenten season, I look back on the nine that have come before, and they almost feel like intellectual exercises. Because in the past, when, when we've talked about dying to self, we've been talking about preferences. We've been talking about having lots of choices and making the choice that is most God-honoring. In the past, when, when we've talked about mortality and we've talked about dying to self, it hasn't been during a pandemic. This year, dying to self looks totally different from how it's looked in the past. This year, all of our lives have been turned upside down. All of our hopes, all of our dreams, all of our expectations for uh, this season of the year, they've been turned on their head. I was so excited. This was going to be the first year that my two sons got to play t-ball together on the same team. And as excited as I am, Sam is much more excited. He gets to play t-ball with his big brother. He gets to have his dad as, as his coach. And that's not going to happen. What I thought the months of March and April and May and into the summer, what I thought that was going to look like, it's not going to look like that at all. I, I was looking forward to wearing uh, my Good Friday preaching outfit. Uh, if you notice, I only wear a robe and stole a handful of times during the year. And Good Friday is one of those times because Good Friday is one of my very favorite services in the entire Christian year. It's, it's, it is the day that we come together and we are brought face to face with God's ultimate act of love for us. And now, we aren't going to have a Good Friday service. At least not all together here in the sanctuary, turning the lights out. And that makes me sad. 
when I think about all the plans that I had for for this month and the next month and into the summer that that aren't going to happen the way I thought they would it's kind of discouraging all of us had plans all of us had dreams all of us had expectations for what this spring would bring for us and our families And all of those plans, all of those dreams, all of those expectations are being put on hold. This year, when we talk about dying to self, it's, it's not just changing our behaviors or changing our preferences or picking uh, one uh, best thing out of a basket of good things. This year, dying to self looks different. Our entire lives are different. And we're going to have to be different people. Because none of our lives are going the way that two months ago we thought they were going to go. So we have a choice to make. And we'll have to respond. And we'll have to ask ourselves the question, and we'll have to live into this, this difficult tension. What does my life look like now? Because it doesn't look like what I thought it would. What am I going to do now that all of my plans have been thwarted by a virus that I can't even see. So by and large, we are now sheltered in our homes, only going out when we absolutely have to, um, either to uh, get something we need or to, to serve someone else in our community who, who is in need. Um, but I don't know about you, but it feels like the stiller I am the less my body feels that stillness. It's almost as if this confinement has awakened a, a, another sense that, that I can almost feel the earth spinning below me. All the things that I thought were, were solid and set that I had a grip on and a handle on are now a little bit chaotic. All the things that I thought I knew were going to happen in the next few months now are up in the air. We are in a time of, of perpetual change and transition. And I got to be honest with you, it's making me a little bit queasy. And the temptation is to, to you know, stick our heads deep in the sand and pretend that, that this is all going to blow over. And then pretend to be surprised when what we had expected would happen, what we hoped would happen, what we planned would happen doesn't happen.
Or the temptation is to, to try and fight it. You know, to, to not change anything. Just go ahead with, with everything that is planned. But I think the wise decision is not to pretend that everything's going to magically get better overnight, and it's not to uh, under under uh, underestimate the the power of this pandemic in our lives. But rather, I think the wise decision for us to make is to choose to bury our plans and bury our expectations. To prepare them to die. Because our lives are in a season of death. The lives that we had set up for us for the next few months, those plans are dead. They're toast. They aren't going to happen. In John chapter 12, after Mary pours out the expensive perfume on Jesus' feet and gets chewed out by Judas, Jesus steps in and he says, leave her alone. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Jesus knows the score. He knows the trajectory of his life has him on a crash course with a Roman cross. In light of that, when Mary chooses this, this beautiful act of love and anointing his feet, he leans into it. He embraces this funeral that, that, that's happening before he actually dies. My, uh, my grandmother a few years back, had um, one of the big birthdays. I'm not going to out her and her age, but we'll just say it is one of the big round number birthdays after 70 and before 100. And, um, and my mother and uh, one of her cousins thought it would be a really cool thing to throw this huge surprise birthday party for my grandmother's birthday. And it was awesome. Because, um, you know, I've, I've been uh, presiding at funerals for years now. And... I always leave a funeral with this tinge of sadness that the person who has departed couldn't hear all the awesome stories being told about them. That they, they didn't get to hear the way that they had made an impact in someone's life, the, the way that, that they had pointed someone towards Jesus. But for my mother's or my grandmother's 75th birthday, we essentially had her funeral dinner. And it was beautiful. Because here, 
couple hundred people were able to come and surround her and tell her that they loved her and the ways that she had made an impact on their lives. That may be a good way for us to spend some of this time that we have thinking about who has made an impact on our lives, who has brought us closer to Jesus, who has uh, made our lives better, and taking the time to give them a call and thanking them. You know, this is going to be a, a time of, of isolation and loneliness and depression. And think about what kind of impact that can have on someone's life for you to call them and say, hey, you know what, um, you may not remember this, but some time ago, you made a big impact on my life. I've never forgotten it, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if Jesus' uh, anointing, if there's not a lesson in that for all of us, that we too are best served by embracing the death of our lives as we knew them. By embracing the death of our plans, embracing the death of our dreams and our expectations for the season. And in so doing, something miraculous may happen. We may find that we are changed by this season. That as we embrace the death of uh, ordinary life, as we embrace the death of that daily grind and what we're used to, as we make ourselves more open to what God has for us, as we evaluate what our, what our options are, that we may just be prepared to see the resurrection power of God in a way we never have this season. But to do that, we have to embrace the death of our plans. There won't be a Good Friday service, at least not the way we've had one in the past. And that makes me sad. But I wonder if God isn't up to something else that's going to be really special. That this year, instead of coming together and doing Good Friday the way we always have, if we won't be invited by God into celebrating the passion of Christ in a different way, How might God in his, in his power and in his wisdom and in his love for us use this season where we are being forced to slow down, where we are being forced to bury our expectations and our plans and our dreams? How might we see God's resurrection power in this season? So our journey leads us here. We're all worshiping in our living rooms and dens and family rooms, uh, whatever you call it in your house, the room where you have your couches and hopefully a, a TV that we can be um, together. 
this time around, dying to self, it's, it's not an intellectual exercise. We aren't just talking about shifting our preferences or even uh, overcoming some bad habits or addiction. We are burying everything that we thought our lives would be in this coming season. So that we can experience the resurrection power of God. Later in John chapter 12, Jesus says that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Could it be that God will use this season where our lives are dead and buried to bear much good fruit? In this season, uh, what would happen if we committed ourselves to reading the scriptures? In this season, what would happen if we committed ourselves to taking care of one another? In this season, how might God bring us nearer to himself than we've ever been before? All of us are being forced to slow down, to take a hiatus from the way our life has been. And our temptation is going to be that when the most dangerous time is over, to just go back to business as usual. But that would be a mistake. It'd be a mistake not to take advantage of this opportunity that God has given us to slow down and to evaluate every part of our lives. It'd be, it'd be a mistake not to allow God to use this time to expose the brokenness that we've been too busy to notice. Because God is going to use this season to heal us. God is going to use this season to strengthen us if we let Him. God will use this season to, to re orient our lives into his preferred future. This scary and terrible pandemic, God wants to use for good. I think we should let him. I think we would be wise to pay attention to what we are feeling in the times when we are still, but it feels like we can feel the world spinning below us. I think we'd be wise in this season to evaluate some of our automatic behaviors that, that we're so busy we don't even think about. We'd be wise to Spend more time reading the Bible and less time reading Facebook. We'd be wise to call the people who've made a difference in our lives and tell them we appreciate them. We'd be wise to love one another, care for one another, to take advantage of this beautiful gift that God has given us in the church. You know, we still have um, 
a team of people who are uh, getting together and doing work every single day to uh, to connect with with people who are vulnerable at this time. Folks who should should stay inside um, and to share with them the love of Jesus. And we have folks who, uh, who are vulnerable to the disease but still have a wealth of faith to share with the rest of us. And they're making phone calls to encourage others. And they're, they're praying. They are uh, you know, wearing out the, the knees of their pants. Praying for, for strength and for endurance for all of us in this season. We are in this thing together. Together, we can choose to bury our expectations and bury our plans and bury what we thought this season was going to be about. And in so doing, be open to what God wants this season to actually be about. If we do that, the ways that God will move in our lives, we will look back and say, this was a season of incredible spiritual growth. A season where we discovered more and more who we are and who God is and we're able to, 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 in ways that we hadn't before, give all that we know of ourselves to all that we know of God. This will be a season where we learn how to trust God in ways we haven't had to before. This will be a season where we'll learn how to love each other in ways we haven't before. And as much as I'm anxious about the pandemic as much as the next guy. I can't help but be really excited thinking about what God's going to do in us and through us during this season. Let's pray together. Almighty God, as we are forced to slow down, as the busyness of our lives comes to a screeching halt, give us the courage to do the self-reflection. Give us the courage to allow you to expose brokenness that we've allowed to remain hidden. Give us the courage to step out in faith and try a new discipline. Lord, in a, in a world that is scared, that is selfish, and that's anxious about tomorrow, help us to be non-anxious people of peace, who through the way that we love one another, show the world your great love for us. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus, and all of God's people said, amen.